Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode two of my Audacity of Success reboot. This is Lori Long, and I'm, oh, I'm so excited about today. So one of my favorite people in the entire world is my guest today. But I wanted to remind you of the goal of Audacity of Success. So in, the, in this life, we all have big dreams, big, big, big dreams. And we are fearful of what other people think of our dreams. But I want you to be really brave and to learn from people's stories and to let those stories inspire you to break the rules, to chase your dreams, and be full of audacity as you look for your specific success and not let other people's lives or successes deter you, but yet inspire you. So, okay, I might, uh, I might squeal here in a minute, but I'm so excited. So I was blessed, uh, last podcast I was talking about dropping a pebble in a pond and the ripples in the pond. I was blessed through an experience with my daughter's cheer coach to be connected to one of the most beautiful, inspiring, absolutely phenomenal women I have ever met in my entire life. I literally get goosebumps when I'm around her because she's so full of the spirit of God and goodness, and she's just absolutely incredible. So I wish I had like a drum roll. <laughs> Without further ado, Naisha! Thank you so much for having me, Lori. I'm so grateful. I am so grateful to be in this space with you today. I'm so grateful. Thank you for having me. You are welcome. So will you share with everybody that's listening, who who in the heck are you? <laughs> sure. Well, I am Dr. Naisha Lanise Parker Richardson. Mm-hmm. I am a little old country girl from Indianola, <laughs> Mississippi, but I have been here in the greater Indianapolis area for 20 plus years. I am a family nurse practitioner. Nursing happens to be my second degree. Um, I obtained my bachelor's of um, science in biology from Mississippi Valley State University. Go Delta Devils. Um, (laughs) My bachelor's of nursing from IU. My master's, my nurse practitioner from Ball State and my doctorate from Maryville University. So what you're saying is you have no drive for success. So. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> just just kind of hang out in your house and don't do anything. <laughs> well, I wish. <laughs> yeah, so I am currently at this particular time an entrepreneur. I own my own um, consulting business. I also own a medical practice where I provide primary care, mental health med- medication management, drug addiction medication management, and I also pro- perform house calls. I also have a third clinic where I provide IV therapy and um, vitamin injections. So I am a mom, but I also am an entrepreneur (laughs) and I do sleep, I promise. I don't know when, honestly. (laughs) So we were connected through an entrepreneurial kind of venture. Yes. And um, immediately, the moment I met you, I just, my soul was like, oh, Look, that's one of my people. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, same, same, absolutely. And so I told you a little bit about my podcast and wanted to invite you. So in all that you've done and all that you do, thinking about all the medical um, things that you do to help people, um, you go to people's homes and you give them hope and you treat them when they're homebound. 
you give hope to their caregivers because you help them because it's so hard to be a caregiver Mm -hmm. for someone who's ill and as an entrepreneur and i i can tell you all that are listening to this podcast she did not tell you everything that she does (laughs) so when you talk about someone who's inspiring what is your why when you look at all of the different buckets you pour yourself into and God has given you desires to do those things, the paths that God has kind of nudged you towards. Mm -hmm. I know that you are are a believer and that Jesus is yours as much as mine. And we both do all things to him and for his glory, unto him and for his glory. What is your why for the next steps? The audacity of that success, what are you chasing? What's the why? What's the... My why is rooted in my purpose. So when I pivoted to become a nurse, nursing is my second degree or my second career. When I pivoted, that pivot was rooted in purpose because there's a difference between waking up and doing something just to make a paycheck Versus waking up to do what God created you to do. Oh, yes. Yes. Yes, yes. So when I found my purpose, when I found my why, that that is my why. My purpose is to help people. Well, what does that look like? All kinds of people need help. And that's the blessing in what I do. I help so many different people in so many different ways, um, in so many different areas. Um, which is my purpose. And I know that because God continues to prop me up on every side. What I know for sure is that when you're walking in your purpose, you don't have to worry about the how. You don't have to worry about the how is it going to get paid for. Mm -hmm. You just put one foot in front of the other and he will provide. So that is my purpose. That is my why. If it's helping the person who can't get to their doctor, but they still require care. They still require quality care. If it's helping this psych patient who is looking for a provider to just listen to their story. If it's just looking at a teenager who is struggling with suicidal ideations and just looking at him in his eyes and saying, I love you, you are here for a reason. If it's just helping that caregiver understand that you need a break. You need someone to come in and help you care for your loved one so that you can refuel. Mm -hmm. So I just thank God for being able to pivot and provide whatever is needed in the the lives of the patients and not even the patients, the people that he put in my lives, like Lori. (laughs) So just being able to fulfill the reason that I'm here and I know that I'm here for a reason Mm -hmm. and I'm grateful for that. Oh, that's a big, beautiful why. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, I had a terminally ill mother my whole life. There was not a time that I remember that she wasn't ill, but she was, she would make homemade lollipops for my classroom. And she was just a little spitfire engine. She ran the nursery at our church. To know her was to love her. She was about five foot nothing, but she would lie to your face and tell you she was five two. I love it. And so that moment where you can say to someone, let me take this burden for an hour, for 20 minutes and let a caregiver refill, refresh and renew. 
I don't even, there's no way that that even, you can put a value on that. Mm -hmm. That's unbelievable. And so in all that you've done and all that you've accomplished as a mom, as a wife, as an entrepreneur, as a medical expert, amazing human that you are, would you be willing to share a time that you hit a stumbling block where something went wrong and you had to overcome that? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, where do I start? <laughs> Which one, right? <laughs> Which one I could share 30. <laughs> Which one of these closed doors, closed windows do I start <laughs> with? Um, let's see. Let's see. How far back do I want to go? Well, I'll start with um, most recently. So in my quest to um, be an entrepreneur, I helped one of the biggest hospital systems in our area create a house call, a house call practice. Mm -hmm. So created it from the ground up. When you say create, Dr. Richardson, what do you mean? You guys are asking all the right questions. So I literally created a program, the same program that I started my own house call practice in 2012. Well, I reciprocated that for a hospital system. And I saw patients from the rooter to the tutor. I would drive my my little car 30, 45 minutes one way just to see patients all over the greater Indianapolis area. And the practice grew. It's still very successful. It is a phenomenal practice to this day. But when I asked to have a seat at the table, I was told to my face, you are not valuable as a leader. Mm. But you are valuable as a provider. So no, you cannot lead. No, you cannot sit at the table that you built with your own two hands. Mm. No, you cannot. So for me, that was the biggest closed door. It was the biggest slap in the face because how dare you? How Mm -hmm. dare you tell me that I can't lead something that I created? Mm -hmm. But God, Mm. he Mm -hmm. is amazing when i was in the storm it did not feel good no did i cry did i lay roll around on the floor did i ask myself over and over again why absolutely but what i know for sure is that when god gives you a vision he will always give provision Mm -hmm. and it may not look like what you want it to look like but it's always his doing So when I exited stage left, I left the practice. I left the practice that I built. I left the practice that I created, that I grew. Because I am, I know me. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so it's it's better that I leave on good terms and not be escorted out. (laughs) So I decided to exit stage left. And that was one of the most difficult things for me to do because the enemy wanted me to see that as a failure. Mm -hmm. And once I dried my tears, sat up straight, and went back to the throne, that's when God said, if you can do it for one hospital system, you can do it for another. Oh, yes, ma'am. So so out of that is where my consulting firm was birthed. Mm -hmm. So... Um, I created um, premier healthcare consultants mm-hmm. to help other hospital systems and doctors' offices create home-based patient care programs. So 
it, it's it's very easy to get in a hole, dig in a hole, and just lay in it. Mm-hmm. The hard part is picking yourself up and realizing that even though you're in a hole, you are still a daughter of God. Oh, absolutely. You still have everything that he has equipped you with to do what he said do. Mm-hmm. So the beauty of it is is that I can now look back on that and say, you know what? God is turning that those ashes into beauty. Mm. He is creating a new thing out of an old thing. So I just thank God for that. <laughs> Ooh, that's that was amazing. Yes. Agreed. And what's so uh I've heard a thousand times is if you could see the whole path, you wouldn't walk the path. Absolutely. He, you'd be like, I'm, I'm, I'm good. I'm set. I'm going to stay right here. And I, I'm not going to go down the path, which is why he only gives us enough oil in our lamp to see right in front of us right and continue us. to take those steps of faith. And it's such a journey. Oh, um, so when I talk to people and when I connect with people, my goal, no matter who I see, no matter where I see them, and sometimes I'm sure I get quite quite weird looks or people walk away like, who was that weirdo? But I want to empower people and encourage people and love people. I don't want to ever walk away from someone where they don't feel like I have valued them. Mm-hmm. And But yet, I struggle with self-worth uh, as a woman, with weight, with, you know, just beauty. And I think that's such a hard concept to think about when you are giving so much to people how do you ensure that you are filling your own tank? So as you, as a woman, when we talk about sharing this with, you know, men and women will listen to this and hopefully young women will listen. When you talk about filling your tank as a person and you don't have to share struggles, but you know, I have given a keynote speech many times about how we put our worries in our backpack and then we shuffle through the backpack and we hand the ones we think God can handle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we go, well, I'll give you this one, but I'm not going to give you. And he wants the whole backpack, you know, because he just says, let me let me have it. And so it's that arm wrestle that that I've talked about that I, I struggle with. But how do you fill your bucket? How do you renew your spirit as a woman, as a mom, as a professional? What do you do on the journey? Because it is hard. The valley is no fun. It is zero fun. The storm is no fun. And you just want God to step in and say, cease, like he did in the boat that day. But when you're filling your bucket, what does that look like to keep you going and to keep you keep you motivated? I, too, struggle. And I, on the way over here, thank you, Holy Spirit. He did this. God did this. He knew you was going to ask that question. <laughs> I was listening to a minister talk about how If you don't believe in yourself, if you don't believe that you are who God say you are, God cannot use you. Oh, that's very good. He said that because he said, think about how God says that greater is he that is in me. If I'm not great, how can God use me Mm -hmm. if I don't think that I'm great? So I just heard that 20 minutes ago, (laughs) literally. I have with self-esteem issues mm. no matter how many times I hear oh you're such a pretty black girl no many times you know no matter how many times people say you know um sorry the lights in the studio are <laughs> going out on us no matter how many no, no matter what I, I was college queen voted college queen I still have those self-esteem issues mm-hmm. but what I have recognized within the last 
I'm going to say five years, is that the enemy comes to kill, steal, and destroy. Mm, in so many ways. And he does that starting with our mind. So once I realize that it's easier for me to pivot my thoughts, I am blessed with a husband who is amazing. I am blessed with a mother who is amazing. Oh, she is. I love her. I love her. I wanted to put her in my pocket and take her home. I love her. Yes. And so they feel me. My family, my kids, Jacob is 18 and Savannah is 8. They feel me just looking at them and looking at how blessed we are. Mm -hmm. Because it is a blessing to have healthy kids Mm -hmm. mentally and physically. It's a blessing to have a family that is whole. So I have to, I fill my cup by taking my me time. Mm -hmm. I don't do it a lot, but I have to have time where I just do me. Well, Dr. Richardson, what does that look like? Y'all keep asking all the right questions. (laughs) So that looks like several things. It's simple for me. If I go and get my hair done, Mm -hmm. that's a great day. Yes. I can't remember the last time I got my toes and nails done. (laughs) (laughs) So just the little things. If I go and have a spa day and Mm -hmm. get the massage and the whole day, that fills my cup. But I tell you what, what really blesses me is just family. Mm -hmm. I mean, just going to Mississippi and sitting around you know, sitting on the couch with my aunts and my uncles, mm-hmm. and I have a brand new niece that's oh. four weeks, just smelling the new baby. Mm-hmm. Oh, I know, new baby. <laughs> <laughs> so just loving on my family, to me, that is, that's God's greatest gift. So that that's what fills my cup. I love that. That's so amazing. And it really is so important, and we don't do it enough. People talk about how important self-care is, and and uh, we, I will preach it to the to the choir and anyone that will listen. But then I am the same way. It's it's difficult to set that time aside. So, one of the other things that I've touched on a couple times um, are those ripples in the pond. So, when we first started talking about our interview, this podcast, I was talking about where do you choose to make the most impact? Is and when you choose the pond, you're going to drop your pebble in or you're going to throw your boulder in when you look at a pond and you look at ripples they start very small and sometimes we don't realize how big of an impact that makes it could be years later sometimes God gives us the present of being present when that happens sometimes we don't ever see it sometimes we don't know how our work and our impact those ripples that we create with our life with our job with our kids with our family with the words we use, with how we treat people. We don't know the power of those ripples, but they start so small. Mm -hmm. And then in that pond, other ripples will bounce into those ripples. And so it's that, it's the, the, I love how God talks about the body of Christ being our strength, part of our strength. Because if I'm an arm cell, I'm not confused that I'm supposed to be doing things the leg muscles are supposed to be doing. Mm -hmm. I know my job. And when animals are born, rabbits know they're supposed to be a rabbit. They're not supposed to be a tiger because they just, it's just automatic, right? Right. So when you choose your impact and you think about where do you cast your stone to make an impact for God? You, you have so many things that you do so beautifully and you are brilliant and strong and full of grace and full of, um, just, I cannot tell you all that are listening, um, watching. And I know social media is not the always the most powerful thing, but just watching, you've been at so many events lately and God is just kind of 
tending your soil, right? We have no idea where all you're going to land. So when you think about that audacity of success, what's the goal? What's the pond you want to throw your stone in to make the biggest impact uh, as you think about, okay, well, here's not the end line because our goals are constantly moving and changing and you are, you and I especially are two of the people that I know. I will never rest on my mm-hmm. laurels. I will always try yes. and do something else amazing. Something's always next. Yes, yes, yes. And because I think God designed us that way specifically. But what is your pond that you want to, where do you want to make the biggest impact? Young people, old people, women, men in the body of Christ with non-believers in the professional world. And I'm, I hate to throw a million things at you, but I just wanted to kind of give you, you can, it can be anywhere. It can really be anything. I just, I want when people hear this, maybe they hear it today or maybe it's five years from now and Mm -hmm. it really impacts them where they are that at that moment. What, what pond, what ripples do you want to create and where, if you could, if you could design it? I could design it. If I could design, I'm going to go all the way back to when I was a little girl and it's very simple. My mom used to say, it's nice to be nice. Mm. And what that has meant for me and my pond is that I think about the nurse practitioner students that I precept. Mm-hmm. I think about how even after seven, eight, ten years, I still have impact on those nurse practitioners. Mm-hmm. I think about medical assistants and nurses that I have worked with over the years and how they still say to this day, Dr. Richardson, I have never worked with a provider like you mm-hmm. and you are still my favorite. And that comes from treating people how you want to be treated. Mm -hmm. That comes from seeing people where they are and being patient and showing them grace no matter Mm -hmm. what. Because you don't know people's story. I don't care who you are, where you are. You can be in a grocery store. If you make, my mom taught me this, if you make eye contact with a person, it doesn't cost you a dime to say hello. Mm -hmm. You would be amazed at how many people look at you surprised. Like, did you just say hello to me? <laughs> right. <Did> you... <laughs> and, and some people are so excited. Oh, hello. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, just so it, it doesn't even have to be deep for me when it comes to my pond because we interact with so many people on mm-hmm. so many different levels that kindness goes a long way. Grace goes a long way. Mm-hmm. If there was a group of people that I wanted to impact the most right now in this day and time, it would be the young people. When I say Mm -hmm. young people, I'm talking 13 to 25. Mm -hmm. I'm seeing way too many of our young people discouraged Mm. and being led astray. Mm -hmm. My prayer is that I can help somebody, lead somebody out of the darkness, Mm -hmm. whatever that darkness may look like. Because unfortunately, everyone is not born and raised in a family that is ideal. Right. So you see different things. But no matter where God placed you, no matter what family he put you in, he still will provide you with the same grace Mm -hmm. to be all that he has created you to be. 
Absolutely. So many young people don't know that they can do what it is God said you can do. Mm -hmm. So I oftentimes in my practice find myself being that motivator. Mm -hmm. And when I ask a patient, especially my mental health patients, what is your purpose? And they never, they say, I've never been asked that question. Your homework (laughs) for our next (laughs) visit is to figure out what is your purpose. And that looks like what do you do well? Mm-hmm. What has God gifted you with that you can wake up in the morning and do it? Mm-hmm. What do other people ask for your help with? Mm-hmm. That's your gift. That's right. So just pouring into young people is where I am right now because I believe that if we can get our youth to love God first mm-hmm. and realize that he loves them and he equips them for every situation we would be untop- untouchable. Agreed. The world would be a better place. It would be. And and they need that because there's so much noise and negative garbage circling their brains. Yes. We have to stand in the gap for them. Mm-hmm. And, you know, running for the school board, one of the um, major issues was how would you deal with students? A myriad of uh, uh, issues. Um, homosexuality, transgender, um, suicide, uh, um, name it, they threw it at me. And I just kept saying, we just have to love our kids. Kids are kids. Uh, I had a child for an entire year as a teacher that had to touch whatever I was wearing. If it was a pair of pants, it was a skirt. He just had to stand next to me and touch. And you know what? That, it, that was okay. Mm-hmm. They just have to know they're safe and loved where they are or who they are. And we'll get through all the stuff mm-hmm. and love them through it and let, let them know that God loves them most as they are, Absolutely. where they are. And so I think that there's, there's, a, there's a, a big, ugly thing that we're fighting now more than ever with our kids. And um, my daughter is in middle school, and that's no fun. Um, I have found that exclusion is probably the most deadly um version of bullying in middle school that exclusion factor where you're almost invisible and I feel like a lot of adults go through life that's why I love when you said even if you make eye contact say hi I feel like so many people just kind of bob in the water Mm -hmm. and they don't have any connection they don't have people that love them and they don't and they're so hurt and so frustrated they don't know who to reach out to because they've been so hurt so I think that you know, it's all, my mom would say the same thing. So it never, it never costs any more than to be nice than, than mm-hmm. the breath in your lungs. Mm-hmm. And I'm very intentional about that. I'm very intentional of teaching my kids about that because mm-hmm. it's different because hospitality is different in the South. We're yes, to, it we're, is. <laughs> we're used to waving everybody that passes by. And when I first moved to Indiana, my husband had to say, well, you stop waving at people because they're not waving back. Girl, me so, too. I was like, this is really odd. Right? right? <laughs> so now my neighbors know that they were, oh, that's Dahlia. You better speak to her because she will keep speaking. Uh-huh. I said hello. <laughs> I know they kind of look at me like, I'm not sure how to take this girl. <laughs> yes, but I love it. I love it. And just... There's just something about it, and it's contagious. It is. So now that they know, you know, they're speaking to everybody, and it just goes, it, 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 just, it, it just does something. Because what I know for sure is that the love of God shows, and you don't have to wear a big old t-shirt that says, what would Jesus do, no. and carry a big old cross. 
it's what you do. It shows in yep. your actions. Absolutely. And I'm grateful to be able to help teach my kids that. But I teach them that by showing them that. Oh, yes. That's how my daughter is. She will compliment people on anything. Oh, I love your earrings. Your jacket's so cute. Your hair is so beautiful. Because she sees me do it. And them reacting to her saying that, it's just so yes. precious. I love it. I love it. So, okay. So, we're going to wrap up because I could talk to you forever and ever and ever. But, um... If you had, we're talking about you want to make your impact with kids, right? Let's say you have an 18-year-old getting ready to graduate from high school, not really sure, college, trades, just kind of trying to figure it out. Mm -hmm. Knowing your story, knowing that you love people, and thinking that this will reach adults, youth, a myriad of ages. Mm -hmm. What's your golden nugget of advice for people? Because... Think about one thing before you answer that. If I go on social media or if I go searching uh, for a job, mm-hmm. I it listens to us, and then I will get 500 coaches about do this and do this and make $5,000 in five minutes and make 20000 and it's so loud mm-hmm. in the world. And if you ask a child, what do you want to do when you grow up? They think they have one choice, mm-hmm. and that's, that's, of course, not true. So thinking about the the noise in the world, you have a... I call them baby bugs because we're, we're so old. I feel like I'm ancient. But <laughs> what, what what would be your golden nugget? Because you shared so much good stuff. I hate to like boil it down, but you are a light in the darkness. And no matter how much darkness there is, you can't ever hide the light that God has given you. So what would be your golden nugget to that that? The Young irony person. of that is is that I do have an 18 year old that's about to go into college. <laughs> But the advice that I would give him or her Mm -hmm. is that it goes back to what I've already said. What is your purpose? What what has God gifted you with? This is a conversation that I have with Jacob. Mm -hmm. He wants to be a teacher. I love that. I praise God for that. I have a family full of teachers, educators, principals, all the whole nine. But what has God gifted you with? He's a great performer. He's an amazing cheerleader. Mm -hmm. But he's afraid of that lane because Mm. that lane is not one that's easily that's easily um, traveled. Mm -hmm. Right. So it's easier to say, I'll just be a teacher. Mm. So as a mom, as a mentor, as a person in the community, I would encourage that person, no matter how hard you think it is, Mm -hmm. if God has gifted you with it. It may be hard for your neighbor, but it's not going to be hard for you. Absolutely. So my nugget is whatever God has gifted you with, whatever your purpose is, you won't have to struggle. You won't have to strain. He will provide it for you. What is that it? Everything you need Mm -hmm. from the education, from putting people, total strangers in your path to fulfill the purpose that he has given you. That's my nugget. Mm-hmm. Step out no matter how hard, right. no matter how far, no matter how difficult you think it may be. Because if it's your purpose, God's got you. Oh, yes. Well, I'm never going to have another podcast again because this has been the perfect podcast. <laughs> and that's Dr. Richardson, everybody. You're welcome. The world, you guys can send me gifts since I introduced her to you. <laughs> I'm so grateful. I, I truly love you, and I'm so thankful for you, and thank you for joining me on this little adventure of my podcast, and I will tell you, I'm going to declare it now, 
Dr. Naisha and I are wanting to do um, speaking events. We want to travel the world and speak and encourage people. And we've talked about it a thousand times. And we get stuck in our own like, well, what does that look like? And how are we going to do that? And where are we going to go? And so I know that we are going to do that. And we I know that, are gonna do that it's going to be amazing. And, and so thank you, thank you, thank you. And everybody, I will um, have another guest um next week and i thank you so much for listening and you can always reach out and uh, message me on the podcast email but i love you guys and thank you for listening and naisha thank you i love you thank you for having me yay